Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the mystical temple of God by St. Stanislaus of Jesus and Mary Papchinsky from beginning to end. Today, we take up from where we left off, beginning with chapter 21, part 7, pages 654 through 656. Chapter 21, The Restoration of the Mystical Temple, part 7. Next, it is the greatest charity to pray earnestly to God for the freedom of the souls remaining in purgatory, or to assist them by merciful alms, as by various other means. Quite impious and foolish is he who is not moved by their torments and does not help those who suffer when he can. The leader, Judas Maccabees, just as vigorous as noble-minded, took up a collection among all his soldiers, amounting to 2,000 silver drachmas, which he sent to Jerusalem to provide for an expiatory sacrifice. In doing this, he acted in a very excellent and noble way, inasmuch as he had the resurrection of the dead in view. That's from 2 Maccabees, chapter 12, verse 43. This was done by a man who was occupied with continual wars, which usually extinguish pity, and who may well have known that the synagogue did not have as much power as our Holy Mother the Church to apply the merits of Christ the Lord to the faithful departed. What is appropriate for us to do, for us who can obtain much from Jesus and have such frequent incentives to bring assistance to the souls of the faithful who are destined for temporary torture? Therefore, I am greatly amazed how it is possible that a Christian does not begin to feel deeply the entreaty of these souls who cry aloud in these words, Pity me, pity me, O you, my friends. That's from the book of Job, chapter 19, verse 21. What about the fact that we shall have in heaven as many patrons and helpers as many souls we have brought there? Thanks to our help, from the furnace of purgatory. I do not relate many things on this subject. Let it suffice to consider and follow what the Holy Spirit declared. It is therefore a holy and wholesome thought to pray for the dead, that they may be loosened from sins. That's from 2 Maccabees chapter 12, verses 45 and 46. The last work of mercy, equal nonetheless to the others, is to remit offenses. If Christians were willing to do this zealously, as they should, quarrels would cease, tribunals would be abolished, frauds, deceits, and many cunning devices, which vengeance at times contrives, and are for the most part unjust, would perish. Many would be presented by God with the true laurel of patience. St. Paul, in times past, already enjoined this on the Corinthians when he said, But rather, brother, Go, but rather brother goes to court against brother, and that before unbelievers? Now indeed, then, it is, in any case, a failure on your part that you have lawsuits against one another. Why not rather put up with injustice? Why not rather let yourselves be cheated? Instead, you inflict injustice and cheat, and this to brothers. Do you not know that the unjust will not inherit the kingdom of God. 
That's from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 6 through 9. From this conclusion of the apostle, a serious one indeed, I understand that he who suffers injuries is blessed, while the one who inflicts injury is unhappy. As much as the former will be exalted for disregarding vengeance, so much so the latter will be humbled by God for perpetrating injustice. It is good to forgive, but evil to irritate, offend, and oppress. In forgiving, I imitate Christ. In oppressing, me, you, emulate the torturers of Christ. Therefore, I encourage that injuries be remitted and discourage that they be inflicted. For it is beneficial for me to suffer innocently, but for you it is greatly detrimental to harass me. Ah, so you must go headlong to hell, because by your persecution you raise me to the heavens? And finally, I conclude this with a most devout father, the patient man who grieves more over the other's malice than over his own injury as a great and salutary purification. As I bring this chapter to an end, I wish an increase in good works to be effected within myself and every mortal, for through these the mystical house of God is repaired, and through these the mercy of God is obtained. Our works follow us. Assuredly, on the day of judgment, someone said devoutly, we shall not be asked what we have read, but what we have done, nor how well we have spoken but in what saintly manner we have lived. When will this be? When the Son of Man comes in his glory, he replies, and all the angels with him. He will sit upon his glorious throne, and all the nations will be assembled before him, and he will separate them one from another as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. That's from Matthew 25, 31 through 34. O most delightful, come! But by which virtue was it brought forth? By the works of Christian mercy. For I was hungry, proceeds God, our judge, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Ill, and you cared for me in prison, and you visited me. That's Matthew 25, verses 35 and 36. And so let us apply ourselves to the works of mercy. Let us exert ourselves. Through them we restore the temples of God. Our souls we repair. I say the inner man. We shall hear blessed, and we shall possess the heavenly kingdom. The next spiritual mercy in this chapter that St. Stanislaus reflects on is to pray earnestly for the souls in purgatory. This becomes part of the charism of our congregation of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception as St. Stanislaus had some mystical experiences with the souls asking for his prayers. He lived at a time when many died unexpectedly because of wars and plagues. He himself served as a military chaplain for a time, ministering to the dying on the battlefield. We should be moved to help those in need of our prayers because we could 
become in the very same position someday, hoping that someone would pray for us. The church believes that the souls in purgatory can intercede for others, but not for themselves. They need our prayers and our sacrifices. St. Stanislaus teaches that those souls who we assist will become our great friends when they get to heaven they will be very appreciative of the help that we gave them, and so they will then pray and intercede for us and welcome us to heaven when we get there ourselves. And finally, St. Stanislaus reflects on the spiritual works of mercy, the spiritual work of mercy, bearing wrongs patiently. He calls it remitting offenses. To remit means refraining from extracting a penalty for something. In other words, canceling a debt, pardoning or forgiving something. St. Stanislaus says that if Christians would do this more often, we would save ourselves a lot of grief. He encourages us to forgive those who have injured us and to not inflict injury on others. Any suffering that we endure in this life will lead to an unimaginable heavenly reward. The Lord will not be outdone in generosity, as I've said before. Well, at the end of this long chapter, St. Stanislaus encourages us to practice often the corporal and the spiritual works of mercy. We will be judged someday by what we have done and by what we have failed to do. Through these works, we can restore our temple to its splendor. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you. I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.